everybody and welcome to the Words Over Whiskey podcast, episode 22, our 2021 wrap-up. This becomes of an annual tradition that we end the year with our top books, our top whiskies, some of our favourite films and shows. And, and games. And games, although I haven't played too many this year, but joined as always... I, I am by Tom. <laughs> Hello. That's, That's the strangest <laughs> introduction I've ever had. <laughs> that sounded a bit Yoda-ish. Joined always, I am by Tom. <laughs> well, uh, to be fair, I'll accept being introduced by Yoda. Yeah. Uh, uh, and joined always, as always, by Tom. <laughs> that works a bit better. <laughs> joined as always, I am. By Tom. So, here we are. It is the start of the new year. So, we had a, uh, we did have our... December episode recently released, um, slightly delayed because Christmas and work were busy, but that is now out. And so we're doing this not too long after, and hopefully I will get it released fairly sharpish as I've got a bit of time off. But uh, yes, we're going to do a mix of things today. Instead of just concentrating first on the whiskey and then the books, we're going to intermingle it all a bit together so that we kind of break it up a bit. So I think we'll start a bit with some whiskey. What we're drinking first, Tom. We're doing a. I got a Shivas Regal tasting set or mixing set, blending set, whichever you prefer for Christmas. And so we're trying that out. You got we got five different whiskies. We've got a creamy one, smoky, citrus, floral, and fruity. Now I've taken a bit of the creamy, floral, and citrus, and I've mixed it together. And you just took. Everything. Uh, okay, okay. I had more of the sm- more smoky than anything else. Yeah. But yeah, I thought that, that, that may as well have a bit of everything, and it's made a very complex aroma at the moment. Yeah, yeah. we try smelling each other's different glasses, and yeah, yeah. Mine, you can definitely smell the creamy. Yours is like a bit fruity and creamy at the start, but then it's like a whack in the face, isn't it? Then a lot of flavours intermix, but you get this smoke at the end, definitely. But. Uh, Yes, well, cheers, Tom. Happy New Year. Cheers, Henry. Happy New Year and Merry Christmas. A bit late for that. Well, yes. <laughs> ah, whiskey. Whiskey's good. So, I thought... Not spooky enough. Well, you can always say... Oh, more. wait. There it is. <laughs> so I thought we'd start with some whiskey. And first of all, I will recap the whiskies that we had last year um, throughout the episode. So we had Shivas Regal 12, Johnny Walker Black Label... Wild Turkey Long Branch, Glengoyne Tenure, Connemara, Glen Scotia Campbelltown Harbour, Glenfiddich 12, Hatazaki Pure Malt Blend, Glen Turret Triplewood, and Neen. Technically, I didn't have the Glenfiddich 12 no, that on was, this show. That, that was, was a different Tom. Yes, that was... An inferior Tom. That was uh, Tom from Greenwheel Gaming, who I had on as a guest. Uh, so yes, so you didn't have that one. Are there any... So I told you to pick out your top three, which, yeah, you'll, which, get, done. Yeah, which yeah. you'll get into later. But there, are there any that you kind of want to honourable mention? Like yes. I've, I've picked out a few that I will definitely be buying again, but they just didn't make my top three this time. But they are bottles I will certainly be getting again. I, want, I think Connemara should have a shout out because it's the only peaty, smoky Iris whiskey I've ever come across. Mm. I sort of say it's like a blend between Scotch and Iris whiskies. Well, it's not blended. It's, 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 yeah, I, I, no, sorry, I, I know it's not a blended whiskey, but I said that the way they made it was a blend of Scotch styles and Irish styles and the way that they use peat. Mm. So it's like, that one you would definitely pick up again then? Oh, yeah. I, I did. Oh, you it was, did? Yeah. It was an offer. I couldn't resist. 
it was an offer you couldn't resist. Quite literally. <laughs> any any others? I think McNeen could get a shout out because didn't you say it's one of the newest distilleries? Yeah, it's one of the most recent. I think it was twenty seventeen they opened and uh twenty twenty they released their first whiskey. Wow. Mm. And the bottle is stunning still. <laughs> yes. <laughs> As for myself, Glenfiddich twelve, always a good one. I would definitely happily pick that up again. Black label, for me, it didn't make my top three, but it has found its way onto my whiskey shelf numerous times throughout the year, even after we had that episode. I think it was the second episode of the year we had it, and I think I've bought a few bottles of it at least throughout the year. So it's, it's very Morris, isn't it? Yeah, it's one that goes down very easily and it's very quite reasonably priced. So definitely probably one of my favourite blends, I would say. One yeah, of my favourite blend of whiskey. It's Tullamore Dew a blend. Uh, so Tullamore Dew is a triple distilled, triple blend whiskey that utilizes Triple blend. Yeah, so I imagine it's I think it, it probably means it's a blend of different types of their whiskey. So it is whiskey. a blend? Yes. But it, <clears> don't, it doesn't doesn't have an age statement on it, if I recall. I think it is a, blend, uh, a blended Irish whiskey. But In that case, I'm afraid that's my favourite blend. Blended whiskey. Followed by... Followed by the Black Label. Black Label. Yeah, what else? Uh, Glengoyne Tenure. That was yeah one a friend gave me for my birthday. And the bottle was gone very quick. And I don't remember that one. Were we it, in isolation at the time? Possibly, yeah. I think it was around April time. So oh, think, okay. Yeah, it, it was probably... That time we had it, yeah. Judging from my list, it would have been about around March, April time that we had it. But yeah, that w- that one was really nice. So those three: Glenfiddich, Twelve, Black Label, Johnny Walker, and Glengoyne Ten. Yeah, definitely my honourable mentions because I would happily drink any of those again, and would de- I will definitely pick up bottles of them again as I have already with some of them. But any um any whiskies that you've had throughout 2021 that we haven't had on the podcast. But that you want to mention, I'd like to mention. I I I, I can't pronounce it. I think it's called Cardu. 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 Thank you. Yes, that was very nice. It's quite smooth. I think you'd like it. Kind of your your sort of. Do, do you know which one you had? No. Was it? Was it the golden? Was it gold or red? I can't remember. I think Neither you showed me the I. box at some point. It was. Go back through your messages and find the picture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Cardo. I haven't had Cardo, but I've seen it around before. And also Abelur. Abelur. It is still over there. That's still on your desk, as uh, I can see. It's almost it's finished. Just... I've been saving the last dram. Last, for, last few drops. For a special occasion. And we just had Christmas and New Year, and they would have been very perfectly adequate special occasions. <laughs> you could always add it to these, uh, add it to the whiskey you got in your glass, make a super blend. Oh, I'm going to fetch it. <laughs> Defeats the point of having these blends. So Cardu and Abelor. Yep. Any others? Maybe to continue a Words of Whiskey tradition. Tullamore as you've already mentioned. <laughs> yeah, but you've men- we've mentioned our fun- fondness for Tullamore Dew many Before. times. We need to try some of the other ones, because I think we've had the... Had the standard. We've had the rum cast. Had the rum you? cast. I think I gave you a little bit to try as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, there's a cider cask one we should try next oh, year. Oh man! You as a big cider nut will absolutely love, I'm sure. As for myself, I had two big standouts for me last year that we didn't have on the podcast. One was 
Dalmore 12, which I really regret not picking up another bottle of this when I, f I found it in a shop in Scotland when I was up there at a really good price that it was too good to pass up because it was one I really wanted to try. Found is it that in the one that was in the bottle that seemed a bit like the Wolf of Reserve bottle because it's got a picture of, an, of a stag on it? The silver stag, yeah. The silver yeah. stag on the front, yeah. Yeah. Um, they used sometimes to sell it at Waitress near us. I've never seen it there. I definitely have seen it because I remember thinking, oh, I'd like to try that one with a silver stag on it. Never seen it there. Yeah, absolutely love that. Really wish I'd picked up the sec a second bottle for the price I got it at because it did not last long. So I will definitely, definitely, definitely be willing to buy another bottle of that. It was fantastic. I really want to try the other ones now, like the 15 and the 18. They've got the King Alexander the third, which is an expensive bottle, but looks fantastic. So yeah, Dalmore 12, absolutely fantastic. And then when I was at Deanston, one of my favourites I tried there at the distillery, and which I saved a tiny bit of the sample I got <laughs> for New Year's Eve. You couldn't help out on some of the sample over uh, the months, could you? Yeah. Uh, no, no. I kept the rest of the entire sample I got from the distillery of that one, uh, saving it for New Year's Eve. The other three I, I finished off throughout the year. I think I had the Portwood uh, finish on Christmas Day, and I saved the Oloroso finish. So it's the Deanston 23-year-old Oloroso finish. Absolutely Phenomenal. Fantastic. <laughs> Is that your top whiskey you've ever had? I think it's probably up there at the moment. It's the most expensive whiskey I've had. <laughs> I think. A, well, then I would expect it to be one of the yeah, best you've ever had. A, I think a bottle retails for around £130. So, yes, it was fantastic. And I got to enjoy it in front of a nice fire at New Year's Eve. So, yes, that, those would be my probably my two top whiskies that we haven't had on the podcast but that I got to try in the year right Tom yes are you ready for a little bit of whiskey trivia of I'm course you're not quizzing me then yes I am quizzing you oh no yes you you have you should have been revising oh no so I've gone back and I've listened to all the previous episodes from this year oh and no and I've compiled the whiskey trivia you're like an evil evil mastermind there that's the, that's the thing when I was listening <laughs> you're back, rubbing your hands together yes. like Blofeld where's your white cat <laughs> I left him at home. Oh, right. I don't enough. actually have a cat. Oh, right. <laughs> and where'd you get this white cat from? I found him. Oh, God! Um, yeah, because in one of the earlier episodes, you you were joking, oh, I'm not going to get tested on this, am I? <laughs> yes. Oh, yes, oh, you oh, are. oh, oh, no. I have, I have compiled questions. So, I have nine questions, but I have two that have the potential for bonus points. So What? There are, two, there are two questions that give you the chance for bonus points. Right, okay, so okay. it's a test out of 11. So I'm going to do a couple of questions and then we're going to um, talk a little bit about some books and I'll do some more and we'll intermix some more whiskey and books throughout the questions. So question one, how many times can you use a whiskey barrel before the uptake of flavour from the barrel begins to reduce? Ten. Wait, will it reduce? Is this a, is this a trick question? No, no, there isn't a there isn't a tr trick. Oh, okay. So I'm guessing ten. Uh, you three hundred. Three hundred. Thirty. Three to four times. You can use it three to four times. Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant in years. No times. Uh, okay. okay. Here's the chance for a bonus point. Mm. Bonus point for what do they do to the barrel to sort of refresh it for a, to reuse it? Wash it. No, I'll give you another guess. <laughs> Is this a trick question? No. Do they put wine in there or something? 
No. <laughs> it's um, it's the charring. It's where they heat treat the barrel with fire. Oh, I was going to say they, the they, burn it was going to be my next guess. They, they strip away the... Um, they, they shave off a layer and then they char it. And that allows the... Um, when they put the whiskey, whiskey back in, it allows it to take up more flavour from the oak. Okay, okay. So that's, that's your first question, which you failed. Yeah, oh, uh, yes, okay. I have no memory of that question at all, well, by the way. It was the one from the very first episode of last year. Oh. This is why I should have been studying. Okay, number two. When a blended bottle has an age statement on it, is it the number that is the youngest whiskey in it or the oldest whiskey? Youngest. Well done. I remember that one. one. Yay, one point. Score, yes. Scores are on the doors. What? You have a score on the door. Doors <laughs> mine, mate. <laughs> okay right so those are our first couple of questions we've got a few more to go but let's swap over to books now so we're going to do honourable mentions of the so how many books did you read last year Tom just out of curiosity last year I read 29 books which is a rough estimate of 11,525 pages Nice. Not including books I started reading, got quite far in and gave up on. Oh, fair enough. If you had finished those books... It would be closer to f- uh, 15, 13,000. Nice. And how many books complete if you read 29? Complete 29. But if you'd read those other books? Oh, 31. 31. Oh, okay, so it's two. No, one, two one, Chunky Monkeys. One was Shogun. What was yep. the other book? You... The, other, the other one that I started reading but didn't finish because it's just so long was The Chronicles of Amber by, and I'm really sorry if I mispronounce this, Roger Zelzazny. I can see how that is a hard name to pronounce. Yes. Uh, It was really good, but I think we've spoken before about writing that is of a certain age. Hmm. Like, it's quite, it was written quite a long time ago. So the sort of conventions of writing that we're used to as modern readers don't uh, either don't exist or are different from back then. Yeah. And so, uh, the modern read modern writers that I would read would focus a lot on an action scene, hmm. uh, and not so much on the aftermath of the action scene. Whereas these writers will kind of gloss over the action and focus on what happens next. Kind of like with Tolkien, where yes, exactly, he, he barely describes the battle. It, like, but then he will describe the hill they climb the next day. Yeah, that is the exact sort of thing I'm talking about. <laughs> That's the thing I found interesting with the with the Lord of the Rings trilogy is that almost every time the the character who's going into battle usually gets knocked out, mm-hmm. so we don't see the battle. Whereas in the films, the battle make a whole movie out of it. The, the, battle, <laughs> the battle sequences are some of my favourite parts, and they're just so well done. Yes, this is true. Yeah. Going back to... Um, Book honourable mentions. Yes. Have you got uh, any honourable mentions? Yes. So, I've got two honourable... I've got two... They're not so much honourable mentions as books I should mention. Mm. So, like, or runners-up, so we say. Like, runners-up. So, runner-up number one is Obsidian Butterfly by Lowell K. Hamilton. That I've put on the list because it has some of the most disturbing stuff in it that I've read in a book. And don't worry, I will not yeah, ruin spare, the podcast episode. I will spare you the details. But I was like, I was reading it. I was at work actually. I was sitting there like with this glazed shell shock expression when customers were coming up trying to order coffee. It's like, <laughs> give me a moment for pity's sake. Just, just recovering from the trauma of the book. It was pretty traumatic. 
I was going to say, it's because you, I don't remember you having mentioned that one at all. I definitely remember. You came in to work after I finished reading it, or while I was reading it. You were working that day with me. Oh, was I? was I? talking to you about it. <laughs> oh, possibly. Possibly think I remember one. Yeah. Yeah, you probably do. Yeah. Anyway. Um, and the other runner-up is on this list because I thought if I didn't have a non-fiction book on here, Henry would be annoyed. <laughs> so the best non-fiction book I read this year, last year, you know what I mean, is The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Beep by Mark Manson. You, you can swear. Thank you. The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck by Mark Manson. <laughs> that is a good one. I, I do enjoy that. I've, I've got the audiobook, so I've listened to the audiobook a couple of times. I do have the book as well. But it's, um, I find it's, it is one of those books that is very re-readable and it's um, definitely it has stuff that you can go back to and you're like yeah I, I'm glad I reread it because I need a reminding of that yeah yeah it's, it is one that I've gone back to a, a couple of times and it's been useful every time but, yeah no, interesting that you I you, really you, liked a, it. you actually included a non-fiction and you liked it I'm <laughs> I'm very happy with I that. did like it I liked how it's not some philosopher or I don't know, some guy up himself because he did something in a different country. It's just an ordinary person with some strong opinions. Not going to like my first honourable mention then. I imagine not. <laughs> okay. uh, let me guess, let me guess. And regardless on a limb here, are they an ex-servicemen? No. Oh, so I was going to do Henry Bingo here. Are they a philosopher then? Kind of. Okay, it's ding, it's a tick for my bingo. <laughs> Ryan Holiday. Yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. Ding! It's another tick of my bingo. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I read two of his books last year Stillness is the Key and Ego is the Enemy. Uh, yeah, I am a big fan of Ryan Holiday and. You don't say. Like like the Soul Art of Not Giving a Fuck. These these two books are ones I will de- I know I will definitely go back and reread because just the way I really like his writing style of. He. Dem- he gives a point he demonstrates it with a case study and that really well illustrates the point that he's making and of course it is a sprinkling of philosophy in there but it's not heavy it's very readable and the chapters are short they're very bite-sized you can read just one chapter a day my other two uh, actually both fiction books uh, oh. the poppy war by rf kang yeah really yeah. enjoyed that um very fresh yeah. very unique yeah, definitely. Like the Chinese mythology and spirit and martial spirits and magic and martial arts all combined into one. And yeah, really enjoyed it because it was quite different from any other fantasy novel I'd read. Mm-hmm. Me too, actually. And, and I've read a lot. And I'll definitely be reading the next one at some point this coming year. I think you said you would as well. I've got it over there. Yeah, so I'm sure that's one which will feature on the podcast in the future. Really enjoyed it really good it'll be interesting to see where it goes where the last one left off Winter of the World Ken Follett another in his um, Centuries trilogy I really liked Fall of Giants last year really liked this one as well it was just eked out of my top five by a a couple of other books but definitely deserves an honourable mention because I really enjoyed it you're looking like your glass is empty there Tom oh don't worry that can be changed very quickly right I'll give you a chance to top up your whiskey whilst I prepare your next set of questions oh god 
Right, Tom, are you ready mm. for round two of questions? That is better. Right, yes, go on. <laughs> I'm happy now you've got more whiskey. I am happy now I've got more whiskey. Cool. Question number three. What does a whiskey have to be made of to be a bourbon? It has to be made in America, mm-hmm. in one of three states, but I'm not going to name because I don't know what they are. Um, I'm talking more as in, like, what um, what, grain, rye. what grain is used. Rye. That would be if it's a rye whiskey. That, 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 that makes sense. Yeah. So it's not right. Barley. I'm making beer, aren't I? No, barley is used, but... It's not one of the three. Okay, there's a percentage of a certain grain. I'm giving you a clue here. There's a percentage of a certain grain that has to be... Wheat. Nope. What other grains do I know? You've, you've said almost all of them except this one. You said <laughs> barley, rye, wheat, corn... That's a grain? Yeah. Okay, corn. Corn. Right. Corn. It's corn. Okay, I will give you half a point if you can guess the percentage that it has to be... What percentage of um, the grain has to be corn for it to be considered a bourbon? Only half a point if I guess this exact figure. All right, I'll give you it to the closest 5%. 35%. No. <laughs> What was it? It has to be 51%. Damn it! I was going to say 50. (laughs) Okay, question three. Incorrect. (laughs) Okay, question number four. In what year was the Immature Spirits Act introduced that stated whiskey had to be, Scotch whiskey had to be matured for a minimum of three years? I'll give you the answer to the closest five years. It was in the 1800s? No, I'll give you three guesses. Damn it. So it was after that. Um, 19 something. 19 something? Yes. 19 something what? 1910. Okay, you're close enough. Yay! 1915. Yes! I'm going to give you half a point for that. I'm terrible with dates, numbers, and figures. Asking me what percentage of corn is in a bourbon is like asking. These are questions I've asked you throughout the year, so. Oh, I'm sorry if I don't remember something from eight months ago. Should have, you should have listened to the Words Over Whiskey podcast available on Spotify and Apple. Just going to get that plug in in there. <laughs> also, follow our Instagram. <laughs> okay, right. Let us swap back over to the whiskey now. What was your number three for the year? Number, number three, three. whiskey. Glen Turret. Glen Turret. We had Interesting. quite recently. That was our, one of our most recent ones. It may have gotten the list because the one I can remember the most. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. Uh, I, I, just, I really liked... The, I, it's almost like I could taste the history in, in this whiskey. Maybe think of like... Uh, wood panelling on walls and sitting in dusty libraries and yeah, you said in the superior. episode you were like, I could imagine sitting in a library in a leather chair in front of a fire. With yes, a yeah, I definitely know. What you mean. It has that really nice, deep oaky flavour to it. Mm. Very sort of heavy, but well, triple wood, heavy wood flavour, but it's really smooth. Yeah, not peated, but goes down so easily. It's been I think. Such a nice bottle, sitting on my desk. Delicious whiskey. I've been having quite a few drams, but then I've been like putting it off because it's 
it's so nice that I don't want to drink it all in one go. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. Not have any more left. Interesting. That's your number three. Well, my number three was Glen Scotia Campbelltown oh, Harbour. Oh, that has such a unique flavour. Yes, and that is why it made my top three because this was one we actually had off off of the podcast and then we decided to bring on yeah. because we it was quite different from anything else we had to say that really nice a tad smoky but it had that really sort of nice salinity to it it almost tasted, tasted a bit salty on the aftertaste but it had that really nice sort of briny salty it's like, aspect you know when it. you're walking along past like a, a rough sea and you can taste the salt in the air it's yeah. like you had that it was like drinking that but mixed in with whiskey and it was that's it just really stood out to me I was like that's why I had to include it in my top three because it kind of stood out that much that yeah. we brought it onto the podcast because like we got to talk about this because it was really nice and it's funny because at um, the bar I work out they've got another Glen Scotia I think it's um, their Doublewood Glen Scotia or Doublewood um, it's interesting because I've, tr- I've got to try that when I've been at work and I can't pick up the sort of as much of that salinity in it which actually made me prefer the Campbelltown Harbour version mm. to the one we sell at work. So that was quite an interesting comparison between that. I would pick the Campbelltown Harbour one over. And it and it's quite reasonably priced as well. So I'll definitely, it's, again, it's one of those ones where I would definitely pick up another bottle of it. I think the reason why I love whiskey so much is that it does things with flavours that I didn't think were possible. Like making me taste the sea air mm. in um, the southeast. In a glass. In a glass. The, the Scottish Sea Air, I mean, in the southeast. Yeah. Right, so that's our number three whiskey. Swapping back over to books. What was your number five? Number five book. Don't tell me you haven't got a number five. <laughs> I've only got three. Oh, you've only got three? I've told you three times. I told you <laughs> weeks ago to pick your top five. Okay. I got, I, I, I got three. Three I really liked, okay? Okay, all right. I'll go through my number five and number four. We'll do a bit more trivia. We'll do some more whiskey and then we'll come back to sounds like a plan your number three okay my number five was A Promised Land by Barack Obama uh, now the reason this made the top five because is, you want to be president no I have <laughs> I think no, great. I have no interest in, get, in going into politics and that's I because you, you, know, I'm, 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 you missed opportunity there you're not brave enough for politics <laughs> no I'm not and I don't, <laughs> I don't. You're, not, you're, you're not brave enough for politics Obi-Wan Kenobi what Revenge of the Sith in Revenge of the Sith, Obi-Wan Kenobi says, I'm not brave enough for politics. I don't remember. It's been years since I've seen Revenge of the Sith, so... What, you mean you don't have all the quotable memes po- uh, memorised? No. Henry! My head's taken up by whiskey trivia. Oh, that makes sense. And this is why I can't remember it. <laughs> my head's taken up by Star Wars quotes that are meaningless. Yeah, I, I would have no interest in going into politics. Usually it's not... It's a subject I dabble in just to keep... Sort of a, politics. Yeah, I keep dabbling it very, very slightly just to keep a little bit of knowledge of what's going on in the political world. But it's not a subject I have a great interest in. But that's why this made my top five is because it was a it's it is a book about politics. It's about how he became about a bit of his early life and how he became a politician and his road to becoming the president and then his the first term of his his presidency I think there is going to be a follow-up book where it talks about his second term it's the fact that it's a book about politics not my specialist subject or my favorite subject but yet the writing style and the what it talks about it's a 700 page book I think I read it in like two weeks 
which meets pretty quickly. And I would like to say that might be due to the skill of Barack Obama's ghostwriter, not Barack Obama himself. How do you know he didn't write it himself? Well, I don't. To be fair, maybe he did. He is amazing. But a lot of these autobiographies are written by ghostwriters. Speak going back to Obi-Wan Kenobi, Hugh McGregor starred in a film called Ghostwriter. <sighs> I think it's called Ghostwriter. Or it's called The Ghost, and he plays a ghostwriter. He's Obi-Wan Kenobi. He's amazing. When, when the Obi-Wan series comes out, you're not going to shut up about Star Wars memes, are you? No, I'm not. I mean, I'm glad you mentioned that because the Book of Boba Fett episode came out recently and that was amazing too. We'll get onto that. <laughs> yeah, I think it made my top five because yeah, I just read it so quickly and for a book about politics, I did not think I would make it through through it so quickly in comparison. Like you had I, Claudius, which took me quite a while and that's a lot of Roman history and Roman politics. and Which you love. And it was half the length of yeah, and it took me, book. Yeah, it took me like three four weeks to get through it was took me quite it was quite a while particularly at the start where it's going through so much of his family history and names and everything that was a lot to wrap my head around <laughs> but yeah so that's my number five my number four was black lung captain by chris wooding yes henry now we discussed this on the most recent episode so it's still fairly fresh but i a reason i love this one as i said in that episode is adventure humor Battles. Battles. That kind of goes on to adventure. Steampunk. Pirates. I'm pretty certain they get drunk a lot. Yeah, you covered quite a bit of it. You basically covered the entire book. No, yep. um, I loved how what he did was where they go on this adventure to find this artifact in a forest. And for, like I said in previous episodes, that could just be the book. Yeah. But there is so much more to it than that. There's Mr. There's like the more mystical side of the story. There's the steampunk element. There's the fact that it isn't just going to get this artifact. There's double crossing, there's backstabbing, there's teaming up with enemies and fights and dogfights. And there's like a ground battle and a dogfight going on at the same time. It's just action. And then there's the mystical. And yeah, it just encapsulates so much into just 400 pages. It's just an adventure start to stop and so much happens, but just makes me excited for the next one, which I will be reading. If you think that was chock full of action, you can't. You what? You need to read the next one. I will because it will make the black. The next one's called the Iron, the Iron Jackal uh, by Chris Wooding, and that this one makes the Black Lung Captain seem calm by comparison. Yeah, you said Iron Jackal and Ace of Skulls were your two favourite from the series? I'm proud to say this is one of the series that gets better as it progresses. Yeah, I did look it up the other day because when I was editing the episode we weren't sure if there was any more and it is just the four. <sighs> I did have a look. Yes, so that's my four and five to catch up to you with your top three. Right, back over to a bit of whiskey trivia. Okay, Tom, ready for question five? Uh, I guess. <laughs> you sound less infused. <laughs> yeah, do you want a bit more whiskey before we go get into question Why five? Why don't you ask me when I pour myself <laughs> some whiskey? Okay, question five. On the Titanic, um, Charles Jarvin, who was... Distrib- oh, uh, uh, yes, go Who on. was distributing bread to those on lifeboats, and he got drunk on whiskey and threw chairs into the water, water to help for flotation. Mm-hmm. What was his profession? He was a chef. I kind of gave the answer away with when I was saying what he was distributing to people. He was a bartender. He, was not, he wasn't distributing whiskey. He was a sailor. I'll give you a half point for chef. He was a baker. Oh, come on. He's a sous chef. 
He was the head baker. Pastry chef. He was a pastry chef. He was the head baker. Pastry chef. Give me a half point. (laughs) (laughs) I even said he was distributing bread, and I was like, oh shit, I shouldn't have included that because it kind of gives it away. And yet you still didn't get it. (laughs) Well, I just didn't think a boat would need a baker. I thought he'd just have a chef who does it all. Well, that not make sense? At the time, the Titanic was huge and it had loads of guests. They, had, they probably had chefs, bakers. Thinking about how much cheese sank the Titanic really makes me sad. Probably very mouldy cheese now. Oh, yeah. All right. So you got a half point. I gave you a half point, for, a sympathy half point for that. Oh. <laughs> Question six. How many distilleries are there in Campbelltown? Three. Okay. Can you name them? So you got three right. Correct. Can you name any? You get Glen Scotia. Okay, that w- that's fairly obvious because <laughs> we. I, I, get, I get a point for that though. You I'll, g- I'll give you a half point for no! that. No, I, I've got it written here, Glen Scotia, but he gets bonus point if he gets either of the other two. So I'll give you a bonus half point for that, <sighs> and I'll give you the full point if you can get either of the other two. I can see the concentration <laughs> going on behind. Her. I can see the cogs turning. I can see the vein pulsing. <laughs> I have no clue. Gamnivalin or something. No. <laughs> Springbank and Glengyle. Glengyle! That's what I was trying to think of. You, you, you can... Anywhere in Scotland, you can probably guess there's a Glen something. Yeah. All right, I'm giving you a half point. Um, I got or, a point for getting the free. Guessing that that was free, right? Yes, you got the point for that, and I'll okay. give you a bonus half point for getting... So technically, I got this question correct. Yeah, you know, you got the question Collect. 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 You got the question correct. I collected a point. You collected a point. Right. Let us do your whiskey number two. What came in oh, at number two oh. for you? You probably this will come this will probably come as no surprise to you whatsoever. Can I guess it ahead of you? You can. Black label? It is indeed. It is. I think yeah. there's a bit of a story behind this. So I think Henry, you told is this the one where you told me we were going to do it? on the podcast so I got a bit early drank it all because it was so nice and I had to get it again didn't want to tell you because I'd be embarrassed ended up drinking all of that didn't realise you drank two bottles and then got another one one. yes yes one sorry yes my bad you got two (laughs) I remember you telling me about one I don't remember you telling me about two Uh, it was very good it wasn't this one though no this happened on on what this on the what one? The, the, the story I'm telling it was this whiskey yes I'm pretty sure it was yes yeah yeah. so it, basically it was so good I couldn't wait to do the episode and just drank the whiskey but it was too embarrassed to tell Henry because I felt bad so I just bought another bottle and just decided he'll never know but then I drank that bottle too so then I had to get a, another bottle yeah you told me you drank one you didn't tell me you drank two I don't I'm don't, I, 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 an honest person I must have told you two you must be remembering wrong no. <laughs> I only remember you saying I, I drank one and I was like, oh, fair enough. But yeah, that was the one um, I'd seen an interview with uh, Charles Mc- M- Charles McLean, who's like a p- very prolific whiskey writer and author and um, reviewer. And he said it was like his go-to, which I think he spends so much of his time. I was actually listening to a podcast with him on today, actually. And he said that he spends so much of his time uh, sort of reviewing uh, malt whiskies that his actual go-to are blended whiskies for when he's relaxing and Johnny Walker Black Label is his go-to so mm. that's why I recommended it for the podcast and 
why it's kind of gone down for both of us is one of our also one of our go-to whiskies. Yeah. My honourable mentions to you is your number two. It's huh? just so nice. I, I knew it was going to be in your top three. <laughs> I just knew it because the number of times you've told me, oh, I've ordered another bottle, I've ordered another bottle. Well, you, actually, you, I normally get the double black label, the smokier one. Mm, yes. Smoky whiskies are your preference. They are indeed. Yeah. I. It, you've shown me the bottle before and it, it's... Stunning. It's a very nice bottle. It isn't is it? very nice. Stunning. I still, I still actually haven't tried the um, double black myself. I've, ha- I've got. Would you like to? And seeing as I've got a full glass at the moment of other whiskey, I will take you up on that offer later. Later. <laughs> yes. Um, right. Do you want to take a guess at mine number two? Your number two. Your number two is going to be Long Branch. No. Oh, that's a good guess. Although. That probably should have made my honourable mentions as well because that that I was def- good. I would definitely pick that up again, and it was really yeah. That had a really again like the um, Glen Scotia had a really nice, very distinctive flavour. Yeah, that deserves its own honourable mention. In um, that case, Nicknean. It is indeed yep. <laughs> yes. Nicknean <laughs> is my number two. It it was very close for the top spot as well, mm. but Nicknean. Make seconds. Abs- Again, <laughs> I, it's, it's for those my- of you listening at home, you can't. I can't describe to you the emotions that just cross Henry's face as he's talking about Nutmean. It's again. It's 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 there on my whiskey shelf. On your whiskey shelf. On my whiskey. Shelf. I've got a little shelf on my bookcase dedicated to whiskey. It's better than my whiskey desk. It's there, and I keep helping myself to a little dram. Had some at New Year's. Had a bit more. I was like. I can't. I can't. It's so precious. It's my precious liquid. I can't keep <laughs> having stuff because it's so good. I want to have more, but I can't because I've only got a little bit left. Well, actually, I've got three quarters of a bottle left. But That's a little bit. It's, as it's, I said. it's so good. It's so good. Yeah, definitely keeping them. I'm gonna either gonna put like some nice lights or maybe use it as a plant pot or something. I don't know. The bo- the bottle is so plant pot. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't, oh I don't, yeah, no, you can get you, those. Yeah, no, I know what you, you mean. Could, or you could put like some flowers in it. Nice. Well, you can get those where you fill them with water, put a little bit of earth at, at the top, and you, and you can see the plant grow at the top and the roots grow out the bo- in, into the bottle. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Um, and just put a light behind it, and then you can see it. It'd be really cool. Absolutely. Maybe they'll keep fish in there. I don't know. Yeah, so bit, bit, sm- bit small for fish. Well, like small fish. But bit, it would not be kind. Okay, well, it wouldn't be kind could... to the fish. Um, yeah, absolutely lovely, young, very floral. Very floral. Um, in the smell and the tastes. Tastes absolutely phenomenal. I love the Nookneen brand. I love what they're doing for this sustainability. Um, I'm just constantly got my eye open for new releases from them. And yeah, I've managed to pick up their first seasonal release, which is I'm going to keep hold of for a little while. I'm not going to open it just yet. But yeah. But so you've got another bottle of Nookneen. I have another bottle of Nookneen, which was their first seasonal release. There were only Four thousand five hundred bottles. And I I got up early so I could pre-order it. <laughs> um, yeah, so I managed to get one of those uh, limited stock bottles. And yeah, problem is I've only got the one, so I don't want to open it quite yet. I'm going to save it for a special occasion because I know it will probably be fantastic because it's um, it was made in ex Tokai um, barrels. Tokai is a Hungarian sweet wine. Oh. which uh, I have tried before and it's absolutely lovely. It tastes almost like marmalade <laughs> um, and it's delicious. 
Um, I bought my nan a bottle for Christmas, and between the family, it does not last long because oh, <laughs> we all really like it. <laughs> um, that's the wine; it is not the uh, whiskey. But yeah, uh, hence why I'm keeping hold of that special uh, bottle for future. Uh, so yes, Nuknean makes my number two. All right, back to books. Books. Now into our top three. Tom. Yes. What is your book number three of 2021? Book number three was Senlin Ascends by Josiah Bancroft. I remember you telling me about this, but you're going to have to remind me what happens. So this book, in this book, um, it's set in a secondary world, and there's this really big tower. And each level of the tower, each level of the tower inside the tower is big enough to hold have to hold a city in, basically. And ascending ascends. It's about ascending ascending the tower. It's called the Tower of Babel. It's a very interesting place. And he's got to ascend the tower. And I won't get into about why or what happens. That would be spoilers. But it was just so different. Like it's it's not a case of oh no, it's a dark lord. You're a farm boy. Here's a sword. Go save the world. Or it, well, it's no, not. It's not the typical hero's journey. Not, not, it's not. It's, although it is sort of a hero's journey in a way, because his main character goes on the journey. Yeah. He's not a conventional hero by any means, mm. and it's no, there's no. Um, there's not as much melodrama. Yeah, it's an ordinary guy just trying to make his way in the world and do what he needs to do, mm. basically. And, and I just really liked the descriptions of the places he goes to. And how strange the societies that he comes to are. So it's like every level of the tower is completely different. Completely different. It's like its own different society. The best way I could describe it to you, Henry, is... um, Do you remember the Keys of the Kingdom series by Garth Nix? Yes. You know how each level of the house is very different? Yeah. It's a bit like that. Yeah, because it's like... I remember one of them is like... An entire military place. I think it's the Thursday one. Yeah. Yeah, it's military, and the, basically the entire level is a battlefield. Exactly. And it's not quite as far out there as that, but it's, yeah. it's that sort of premise. It's a very, yeah, I remember those being good, but very strange books at the same time. It's quite a concept to wrap your head around. Yeah, it's a bit It's a bit like that. So, like, he'll be climbing the stairs to the next level, and you, as the reader, and he, as the character, are like, I have no fucking clue what I'm going to walk into. <laughs> So that's good. I'll probably I'll have to add that to my reading list because that yeah you've mentioned it before. I, I think it was a while ago, so I kind of forgotten what it's about. That does sound really interesting. Add it to the like other thirty books that I've got <laughs> to read. My reading pile is growing exponentially. Probably enough to cover me for the next year. Probably enough to cover you in total. Mm. <laughs> you could probably bury me under all my books. Yeah. <laughs> so my number three was Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl. Now, this is by a uh, Holocaust um, and concentration camp survivor, and it deserves a spot in my top three, because this book actually made me cry. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, And I don't usually get, not, not like, not emotional, but I'm not reduced to the point of tears when I watch something or read something to, like, this book was very it's, it's only a short book it's only like 120 150 pages mm-hmm. but it's very powerful and the number i had to read it because i have during this year particularly i'd seen it recommended in so many places that was like 
I, I have to get this book. I have to read it. And yeah, it was powerful. It was intense in parts. It was really interesting, very profound. And again, it's like the Ryan Holiday books. It is a book I know I will go back and reread because some of the parts of it really stuck out to me. I was like, I, I, I will need to come back and revisit this in the future. Like, no, I, I can't pick out any specific points off the top of my head, but I know certain parts of it struck a chord with me. I was like, I will come back and reread this and it will remind me why this book is so good, why I need to reread these messages again. It's yeah. Just, yeah, I, there was just a certain part of it where I was like, I wasn't like in floods of tears, but I was like, "Oh, I, I got, I got misty eyes." I'm, I, I'm, wow, this book, and I can see why so many people recommend it. And it's just, yeah, it's an amazing book, amazing guy, amazing life story that he went through. That he survived. He built something after that. His life continued. He did not let it crush him. Mm. And it's just phenomenal. Very short. I think I only finished it in a few days, but. Yeah, fantastic book. Do you want to take a moment? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, we shall circle back to a bit more whiskey trivia. Got we got three questions left. We'll do two. Then we'll circle back round. Save the last one for later. Right, question number seven, Tom. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you three guesses for this one. Oh God! What word in the NATO alphabet did whiskey replace in 1956? You have three guesses. What word? What word did whiskey replace in the NATO alphabet? So it begins with a W. Yes, I got that. I got that. I'm just checking. You got three guesses, yeah? You got three guesses. White. No. Oh, okay. In 19... 1950s. Okay, what word or name? Well, a word or name? I might be giving a bit away, but you got two William. Guesses. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> You remembered. No, I didn't. I guessed when you said name. You <laughs> <laughs> said name. I was like, what's the most common name beginning with W? I, I was literally <laughs> this close to saying Whitney. Whitney. <laughs> what, what, I just thought it, about soldiers saying, if, if I, Whitney House Down. If I, if I hadn't said name, what would your next guess have been? Hadn't said name. If I hadn't told, given you the clue that it was a name, what would your next guess for a word beginning with W have been? I don't know. Water? <laughs> He's over by objective water. What, you mean the river? No, objective water. What, the well? That's an objective Whitney. Objective Whitney. <laughs> Just imagine playing Battlefield now. Get to objective Whitney. <laughs> All right, question number eight. What is the name of the first blended whiskey? Johnny Walker. No. Gonna give you three guesses. That was an early one, though. Of the first blended whiskey, and the thing was, I listened to this episode earlier to prepare this, and said, "Oh yes, I knew that." What? No, I didn't. Yes, you did. I'll replay you the episode. You're like, "Oh yes, I've heard of that one. I know it." You've got you've got two guesses left. I probably meant I've heard of that whiskey. Not that I know it's the first blended one. Yes, you've heard of this whiskey, so you should remember it. It's the first whiskey. The first blended whiskey. You can't even say, "Oh, it was so long ago," because it was only like November we did this episode. It's not a Johnny Walker. In, in the episode, I said I'd been up to the Scotch whiskey experience. I'd seen the bottle there. I'd found out it was the first blended whiskey. Trying to jog your memory. Yeah, I know you are. You say you give me three guesses. Yeah, you got two left. 
She was going to guess Glenn Fiddich, but that's that's, that's the, a single mark. Yeah, you. It's not when you went up and saw when you went to Scotland. Okay, I'll give you a clue. There's a colour in the name. A colour and the. There's a colour in the name. Colour in the name. It's not Johnny Walker. <laughs> One of those colours. <laughs> Red breast. No. That that's got colour in the name. Again, I think it's a. And I vaguely remember us mentioning that again lately. Yeah, I think that's because we we were discussing whiskies and you said, "Oh, we haven't had that in a while." Uh, that makes sense. But it's um, an Irish whiskey anyway. Oh, is it? Pretty sure it's Irish. If I've heard of it, it must be fairly easy to get hold of. I have no idea. Do you want me to tell you? Uh, M- McAllen colour label. McAllen again is a single malt. No, oh. green stripe. I've never heard of that whiskey. <laughs> well, in the episode that I told you, you're, oh yeah, I've heard of that. <laughs> I must have. If that was that in that episode, was that the one where I watched that whiskey uh, film? No, that was a different time. So it's just called Green Stripe. It's called Green Stripe, and it was the first blended Scotch whiskey. What what distillery? I can look it up for you. Oh, but like it's not it's not, it's not in the name. No, it's it's just the the blended brand is called Green Stripe. Maybe I thought you meant Johnny Walker Green Label. Possibly, but that's what I must have got confused with that. <laughs> You're like, oh, I've heard of that. Nope, you nope, embarrass nope. me in front of all our listeners. Mm, yeah. All right, I'm going to save the last question for later. Right, circling back. Actually, tell you what, we're going to swap over to books now. We're going to do our number two book, and we're going to do our number one. Oh, we've done our number two book. Oh no, we haven't. No, nope, we, we haven't. haven't. We're going to do our number two book, and we're going to do our top whiskey, our top book, and the final bit of whiskey trivia. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. What was your number two book? You can. This will probably come as no surprise to you, but my number two book was *The Hero of Ages* by Brandon Sanderson. Brandon Sanderson book. Oh my goodness. Yeah. How? Yeah. Our Lord and Savior, Brandon Sanderson, and this was this is the final book in the original Mistborn trilogy, and it was such a good ending. You know those endings where everything clicks into place. Kind of like the ending of. Last Argument of Kings. Exactly. But less bitter. Although, great ending to that book series. Great ending to that book series. But it was very similar to that, how it was just so satisfying. You're like, oh! Yeah, because you have questions that are sticking at the end. You think, how are they going to answer this? And then, at the end... And then you realise they've technically already been answered. You just haven't realised it yet. Yeah. So that was your number two. Anything else to say about it? Our Lord and Saviour, Burns Anderson. What what more is there to say? say? (laughs) Right. My number two. Okay. I've kind of cheated here. Because I've included two, but they're by the same author. Joe Crombie? Yes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> A Little Hatred and The Trouble of Peace. Nope, because I, oh, haven't, okay, read okay, it. Okay. I haven't read those ones best yet. Ser- no, best of Cold and the Heroes? Yep. 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 I I was trying to pick between the two, and I was like, Best Served Cold is great because it's a whole adventure. They go to lots of different places. The characters are amazing. And then the heroes... Amazing Rising. Yeah. And the... That, the there's that one, one that, cha- that chapter in the heroes just sticks with me so well. I was just like, I, I can't pick between the two. <laughs> I'm gonna, com- I'm gonna combine them. I'll allow it. Yeah, and so I, I recommended both these books. Yeah, too. and I was like, they're by the same author. They're part of the same sort of spin-off series, which I've now I finished Red Country, so I can now finally move on to the Age of Madness trilogy. Yep. So that is probably going to be one of the. Uh, books I read early on in this year A Little Hatred's the first one isn't it so yeah I will be 
starting those very soon because I think it was t- 2020 I read the for the all three books from the first law trilogy 2021 I read all three spin-offs so I imagine 2022 is where I'll read all all three of the sequels <laughs> and then I, I I don't know what I'll read from Joe Abercrombie because it's got a young adult series that's very good Oh, yeah, I think you've mentioned that quite a few times before. Yeah, half a, half a king, half a world, half a war. Hmm. Quite, quite a name. No, those are the three books. Oh, <laughs> I thought that was the name of the first book. I was like, Bye. no, 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 that's a, those are all three of the books. All right, so saving, saving number one. Right, do you want to do the last bit of trivia, or do you want to go whiskey book trivia, or trivia book trivia whiskey book? What about whiskey trivia book? Uh, trivia. Do whatever you think's best. Let's do trivia first, then. Okay. All right, final oh, no. question, Tom. I need more whiskey. <laughs> do you, if you're going to ask? <laughs> the whiskey hasn't been helping you so far. It's made me less stressed. Okay, mildly helping. Go and ask away. All right, Quest- final question. Question number nine. And you better get this one right, because it was from our most recent episode. Oh, How God. Many- All right, I'm gonna no presser. I'm going to give you to the closest ten. Okay. Uh, no, come on, no numbers. How many bottles of whiskey are exported from Scotland no! every second? Every second? Every second. Twelve. I'll give you three guesses. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being too kind. Oh, you did, did tell it. me this. We did it on the most recent episode as well, less than a month ago. How many bottles? How many bottles of whiskey are exported from Scotland every second? Every second? A hundred. You're one final bless. Can you less than that less than that but more than 12 50 I did say I'll give it to the nearest 10 no the nearest 10 no that doesn't work what how many many 42 the nearest 10 would be 40 but it was within 10 I'll give you a half point yay (laughs) 50 was pretty close (laughs) how's that 12 100 50 42 (laughs) alright Scores on the doors are, drumroll, six. Six out of ten? Eleven. Six out of eleven. So 50%. Over 50%. That's great. Like 55%. Yeah, that's over 50%. Yay. It's like a pass, Tom. That's way, yeah, a pass, a pass. All right. Yeah, there you go. Six out of eleven, Tom. Right, I'll keep that recorded. You have to remember that next next year. Yeah, I need to see improvements. I need to see improvement. I need to see no worries. Revising. No problem. No worries at all. No worries at all. Okay, that is the whiskey trivia done. Let us know in the comments for this episode whether you did better than or worse than Tom. What bits? You, you all did worse, for the record. You right? Right? No. Well, I imagine there were some who did a lot better than you. Yeah. Right. What was your top whiskey of 2021? A top whiskey of 2021. Can you guess? I'll give you a quick guess if you want. Having a quick look back. Oh, that's actually quite hard. Because you said Connemara. You've said Johnny Walker. Is it the Hatazaki? It is! Really? It's the Hatazaki! Buy surprise whiskey. A whiskey I did not expect you to buy. And it was your top one. Why was it your top one? It had such a unique, strong, complex flavour. Like, even though I haven't had any since that we had did that episode. Oh, you've got a little Except, bit uh, left. Uh, yeah, I've not drank any of that, no. of the bit I've got left. It's such a distinctive flavour. that It's stayed with me. Nice. I think that's what people's favourite whiskies do. Is I, what I, I find it's either a moment where you've had the chance to enjoy like a really good 
whiskey with a friend or you've been somewhere special or it is just like certain like it was like with the Glen Scotia Camdown Harbour I think the reason it kind of stuck with both of us so much is because it had that really unique flavour neither of us had really kind of had before and that's why it kind of stuck with us and we brought it onto this podcast it is yeah it's either ones which stay with you in with air in special moments or have a particular distinct flavour that really stands out to you like oh I remember that and that's why it's quite special in my idea. Interesting, interesting. That's exactly yeah. why it's at my number one. Very good, very good. Well, do you want to take a guess at my number one? No. Okay. <laughs> I guessed yours. See if you can guess mine. So the only ones left on here that you haven't mentioned are the Glen Turret, the Glen Fiddits, the Connemara, or the Civis Regal 12. So you can get one of those. <laughs> and of those, I said four, didn't I? Yeah. Of those four, Glenfiddich and Sivas Regal, I don't think are going to be quite as far up there for you. Glenfiddich was on my honourable mention. Oh, that's true. So it's under Connemara or Glen Turret. <laughs> so I'm guessing Glen Turret. Yes. After <laughs> <laughs> you narrowed it down to those two, you could narrow it down even further. Oh, yeah. <laughs> PT whiskeys are not my go-to. Exactly. Yes. Uh, yeah, it was really tight. Uh, that's, my, that's my number... That was your number three. Yeah. It's my number one, because like you, that really rich, woody flavour. I think it's like I said earlier, when you were talking about it as your number three, it's like, ah, that's my number one. It's like, yeah, it's like I said, it's been sitting there on my desk. It's just been so easy to pour myself a dram, because it's so delicious. Isn't it? It's just like deep, rich flavour. Like you said, you can almost taste the history. And it's just, uh, the bottle. again, the bottle is fantastic, because the glass comes in the leap. Beautiful, <laughs> absolutely stunning. But it's not the bottle; it's the liquid that counts, and the liquid is wonderful. I would definitely be picking up. It's just, uh, oh, it's just nice. You're really enthusiastic yeah. about this whiskey. Well, I'm really, I'm really enthusiastic about, about whiskey in general, whiskey. but this one in particular. Yeah, it, it was just that really nice woody flavour, which is one of my. If I can pick that out of whiskey, I, oh, I know it's going to be a good whiskey. It's just like, it just all the other flavours rolled into it, like a bit of sweetness sort of. Vanilla, caramel, it's all those th- the things you pick up. This thing, absolutely lovely. The bottle is going down way too quickly. <laughs> it just goes down so nicely. Glen Turret Triple Wood was my top one. Hasazaki Pure Malt Blend, your top whiskey of 2021. Right, on to the final bit. Tom, what was your number one book this year? The number one book this year of 2021. 2021 was The Long Way to a Small Angry Planet by Becky Chambers. But Now this is one I remember you absolutely loved. I absolutely loved. It. Um, it's about the crew on a spaceship and they're off on... They've got a job to do, they've got like a mission, but and they're all from different backgrounds and all races and they've all got some sort of personal drama going on and it mostly focuses on that, the characters, and how they interact. And it's just a really humane way of looking at uh, interspecies relations and just characters in general. So, like some of them aliens. Oh yeah, some of them are aliens. But that doesn't. But uh, and some people who are on the ship are racist mm-hmm. to aliens. They don't trust aliens. And it's just learning how just because they're different doesn't mean that they are a threat. That that sort of thing. Just compared to say, why I would compare it the most to is Mass Effect. So in Mass Effect, you recruit a crew of aliens and you go off to save the universe or something like that. So imagine something a bit like that, but you focus on the crew. 
Mm. And yeah, you've got a mission to do, but it's not quite as melodramatic as that. And you, that's the lesser important thing. Mm. I've really enjoyed its portrayal of this big epic sci-fi universe with all these aliens interacting and making their and making like this galactic. Which is all the the culture relationships between the characters that kind of really yeah you. yeah it really like was. The, of course, it's got aliens. It's the human aspect, the interactions, the conversations, the dynamic between people that kind of people and not people, people and not. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'm missing the yeah. point of the book there. Yeah, is it, it kind of that's the though I'm guessing those interactions are so well written. That's really oh, yes. what dra- draws you in. Is it a, is it a long book? No, not overly. It's no longer than Black Lung Captain. It's about three four hundred pages. Yeah. Would you say sci-fi is your go-to, or is it more fantasy? More fantasy, more definitely. Fantasy, yeah. Definitely more fantasy. But it's interesting, the sci-fi one. I've struggled to get into sci-fi, because sci-fi tends to fall into one of two categories. Hard sci-fi and soft sci-fi. And soft sci-fi, a good example would be something like Destiny. I'm, I'm using video game metaphors for you, Henry. Okay. Please don't think that I'm, I'm looking down on your ability as a reader. <laughs> but a, a soft sci-fi would be Destiny. In Destiny, you have spaceships, you can travel between planets. Never at any point in the games that I found. So I'll explain how the spaceships fly through space. It just works. And we get and we accept that and we move on. So that would be an example of a soft sci-fi. Kind of like the soft and hard magic system you've explained before. A bit like that. Uh, yeah. So the technology works, everyone takes it for granted because they've grown up with it and they're the characters. Like the magic. Yeah, literally. Whereas the hard sci-fi has rules in this well the, the, the hard sci-fi will try and actually explain how everything works using real scientific theory which is really interesting because it's really smart some of it uh, Star Trek does this a lot uh, it's not quite as hard as some things um, I think Asimov his writings are quite hard sci-fi but I don't read too much of it I just get a bit bored of reading pages of scientific theory before anything actually happens. Kind of get bogged down it in a way. Exactly, exactly. And I think some people will find, will find hard fantasy the same at times. Get bogged down with these rules. I just get on with some sword fighting. I, I get that because I feel the same with hard sci-fi. And the, the thing is, they don't come with labels. Yeah. So, so I'm, I'm very apprehensive. Like I want to read that, but I'm worried I'm going to get bored. Because it looks quite hard sci-fi-y. Is there a follow-up book or is it just a standalone? Oh, it's a series in a series. Uh, Long Way to a Small Angry Planet. So will you be reading the next one? Sometimes? Oh, yes. Yeah. I very nearly bought it when I was in Waterstones actually the other day. So, oh, there's a sequel? <laughs> what about you, Henry? What was your favourite book? My top book. Your favourite book in the whole year. In the whole year was Tools of Titans by Tim Ferriss. Oh, we mentioned this earlier. Yes, we were yes, been talking before the uh, podcast. Um, yeah, I think it went down as my favourite book because so the premise of the book is Tim Ferriss. He's a uh, podcaster who has interviewed so many amazing people. He's interviewed authors, uh, entrepreneurs, successful business owners, sports people, um, ex-military veterans. And what he's done in this book is condensed down those interviews uh, and taken the key aspects of those conversations and he's distilled that information into like critical stuff 
from each person into just like three, four pages per person. Uh, what do you mean by critical stuff? Like some of the most, some of the key aspects or key po- talking points that they had during their conversation. About, about, about what? Whatever they talked about. Whatever they talked about. So I wanted people. But, so by tools or titans, it implies that they were given advice on how to be yeah. successful as them. So, so it was advice or things they used. So, like, he, for example, he interviewed Neil Gaiman, and mm. one of the questions he asked him was, "What, what notebooks and pens do you use?" And so, just one of the one of the parts he wrote in his in the few pages for Neil he devoted to Neil Gaiman was Neil Gaiman's recommendations for notebooks and pens what are actually I'm quite invested in this um, what are his recommendations I, I can't remember the it messes me later when you go back yeah, and find I, this book I can't remember the notebook but I remember one of the pens he mentioned was ones I use which are Lamy which are a German uh, fountain pen oh. um, yeah I'll find the chapter and I'll send it to you well if I was a richest um, Neil Gaiman I think I'd buy some German fountain pens too yeah but Actually, I buy more whiskey. But the it's just I a was, lot I was putting sticky tabs in every time I found a page or a little bit of information. I thought I'm going to come back and revisit that, or I've actually implemented that. So like one of the one of the things that I've been doing throughout the year was um, there's a guy here I think was an ex marine, and he'd be um, part of his workout routine was this pull up technique where you. You find how many pull-ups you can do as your max, so, so like, um, and then you half it. So say your max is ten, you half it down to five, and then you try and do. If, if say if you're working at home, like every fifteen minutes or so, you go and do five pull-ups. Then you go back to fifteen minutes of work or reading or watching TV or housework or whatever you're doing, and about fifteen minutes or twenty minutes or whatever later you come back and you do another five you keep on doing that throughout the day and he said it was an effective technique for increasing his um, how many pull-ups he could do and he said his his 60 year old father who'd also been in the marines did it and he ended up being able to do more pull-ups than he had when he was a young marine oh god so I actually implemented this system into my own life and I actually found that I managed to increase my overall the number of total I could do so it, it's, it's just, and so this book has changed your life yeah so there were there, so I went back and I listened like I went back and I listened to the Neil Game, Gaiman podcast I listened, went back and listened to so many of his podcasts over the past year because th- what I did with this book was because it wasn't one where you just sit and read it I could literally just open up during the day I would read one person's profile and then I'd put it down and I'd come back and do the same I would just like read one profile a day or I'd leave it for a few days come back and I'd read for like one and so I, I started it right at the beginning of last year. I think it took me up until May, June, before I actually finished it, because I only read a little bit of a time. Of course, I put like little sticky notes in to put interesting parts where I thought, oh, this is useful, or I'm going to come back and revisit it. So I went back and I revisited it throughout the year. There was even someone who recommended a whiskey that oh. I'm going to get us to try at some point. What is the whiskey? It's called uh, Whistlepig Gold. Oh, it's an American uh, bourbon, I think, or just an American whiskey. Um, Plugging his friend's whiskey there. Yeah, but again, it is one of those books that I know I'm going to revisit. And the next time I revisit it, I might actually pick out different sections that now have more value to me. That's there were true. there were bits where bits where I've read it and I'm like, hey, this might not apply to me now, but this could apply to me in the future. I think it's just the fact that. I could actually take practical information and it's stuff that I've even implemented into my own life that I had to give it the top spot. Yeah, I get that. um, So this year, 
I'm reading his other book that is a very similar format called Tribe of Mentors, where he's taking a lot of the similar people and he's, I think he had like a format of 10 questions. So like one example was, what is the book that you have gifted the most? And then another was, um, what purchase under $100 has been the best investment or the or has significantly improved your life and he sent it out to all these a bunch of these people he's interviewed and everything and he's collected all those responses and he's now put it into these books wait 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 a second this gentleman contacted a bunch of people asked them questions yeah and whenever they sent him back he put into a coherent order and is selling it for millions that's ingenious. Why didn't I think of this? I could have done that. He literally puts this at the start of the book. He's like, this is what I did. I formed, I created these 10 questions uh, and I sent it out to a bunch of people I admire and everything. And some people I didn't get responses, but here are the ones I did. And it, yeah, that is the book. This man is a genius. This man is a genius, people. Yeah. Do you, do you want to borrow the books off me? <clears throat> Maybe. Uh, there is um, so yeah so it's uh, the most recent one I've been re- reading Tribe of Mentors I actually read something which I'm going to send you later because I thought this would actually be really useful for Tom oh okay okay. Um, but yes uh, yeah it, it's because I've taken information from the, I absolutely loved it found it fascinating went back and listened to podcasts have put practical s- stuff from it into my own life that's why I had to take my number one spot fair <laughs> enough <laughs> yeah so, yes, and I am reading his next one. So, yeah, I, if, if I find anything interesting from that, I'll let you know. But, yeah, so that's top books, top whiskey. You did all right at the whiskey trivia in the end. Yay! <laughs> what, well, 55%? God, we're quite a ways in. I think some bits of this I'll be coming down. Um, any high, other highlights from 2021 that you would like to mention? Any games? Well, I'd like to mention... TV series? Games. We've already, we've already talked about the Diamond and Pearl remake several times, haven't we? Yeah, we spoke about those on the last episode. Yeah. I would talk about The Witcher, season two. I haven't finished it yet. I've got so much. I'm still catching up on How many episodes Hawkeye. have you seen? Two. Okay. I, I'm catching up on Hawkeye. I'm watching C on Apple TV. I only just finished the Wheel of Time TV series. Well, I've only seen two, one episode of that. The final two episodes were my favourite, actually. Um that's the thing I think because you said you want to read the books for it might spoil stuff for that there was there's a scene in the second to last episode which was just so cool so cool and it's just like I kind of want to make a character like the character that was in that scene because it'd be so awesome (laughs) anyway yeah I've been uh, I've had so much to watch and read that I just haven't got round to uh, finishing The Witcher (laughs) 2 and of course we had Christmas and everything and family and work so it was busy well, that is very true. Apart from that, I can't really think of many games. Um, Skyrim Anniversary Edition came out. Yeah, you, we know you can talk about Skyrim because you play nothing else. You're boring. <laughs> you play nothing else. Uh, there won't be so about that, Henry. Mm, you don't have a very diverse range. <laughs> and how many games did you play last year? Not as many. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to mention the Book of Effect first episode? No, I'm just thinking about games. I can't remember. Did I play Ghost of Tsushima at the start of 2020? I can't remember. By the way, well, the DLC I definitely played last year. Um, yep. Icky Island, which you still need to play because it's yes, fantastic. Yeah, absolutely loved it. Halo multiplayer, still loving the gameplay, even if I'm not loving the progression system. Yeah, Diamond and Pearl remake, playing Diamond. 
good fun. Yeah, it's not. It's kind of because a lot of the games I want to play have come out on the next gen consoles, so I haven't, as I haven't got those yet, I haven't been able to play them. I think, I think, end of twenty twenty two is when I'll have a lot to say about some of my favourite games. <coughs> Horizon. <coughs> God of War Ragnarok. <coughs> God of War Ragnarok. <coughs> yes, lots of good games coming out this year. Very excited. And I have a PS5 now, so... <laughs> you also sort of say that, don't you? You sort of say that in this Probably episode. Have one. <laughs> After a year... Has it arrived yet? Two weeks' time. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. TV shows. There's been quite a lot of good... Yeah. yeah. All the Marvel ones I've enjoyed. Well, they were all this year, weren't they? Yeah. Loki stands for that for me. I like... You quite like Falcon and Winter Soldier. I did, you? although I have a number of friends who didn't like it nearly as much as me. Well, compared um, to ones like Loki and WandaVision, where there was nowhere near as much magic and wonder. Yeah. Or humour. I think uh, WandaVision... Okay, I know some people really did not like the first few episodes and they found it very slow. I agree, it was slow, but it certainly set up the rest of the series. But after episode four, that series got so much better. Oh, it yes. really good. Um, yeah. I actually really enjoyed Falcon Winter Soldier. Low-key was good. I'm just finishing off Hawkeye. Um, I've still got an episode to go. I'm not going to say delve into spoilers or anything, but again, that one I think has got gradually better and towards the end it's got really good. You just still haven't seen it, have you? You're a couple of episodes in? Only I'm four episodes okay, in. Okay, I'm an episode ahead of you and the end of, end of episode five, something really cool that made me very happy happened. So, yeah, yeah. I think I think we probably throughout the year we've covered TV shows and stuff a fair amount. So, oh, Jujutsu Kaisen that was last year. Absolutely love that. I think the film's just come out. Seen a few of the episodes. You need to trust me. You need to watch the rest <laughs> of the series because it's just it's phenomenal. Like I think if you've only watched a few, you haven't seen the really good fight scenes. Oh, okay. Okay. And there are some phenomenal fight scenes. And the music, Stella, as well. The music is really good. Yeah. Arcane. Did you ever watch Arcane? No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're missing out because animation, superb. I started watching... Story. Superb. M- Money Heist. Yeah, I, I started that. I never got really, uh, really around to finishing it. I enjoyed it. It's inspired me to Bobby Bank. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, if they ever come looking for you, I know where you live. I thought they do too, Henry. It's all sort of record somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got we got quite a lot to look forward to this coming year. We got Attack on Titan, end of season four. We've got more of the Marvel films coming out. We got Doctor Strange. Yeah, we got it's four Love and Thunder this four year. Four Love and Thunder. Um, Oh, you haven't seen Spider-Man yet, have you? Mm, no. Ooh, <laughs> films. Any standout films for you? That's the thing. That I'm thinking back. It's pretty much... Shang-Chi. A, Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi. I'm, I'm thinking back to the films I've seen, and it's pretty much been exclusively Marvel films. Yeah. I can't... I can't James the, Bond. James Bond. That was great. That's the thing. The problem with like films on Amazon and Netflix, I can never remember if they came out this year or not. Yeah, that's true. So, I mean, lots of people will be talking about Squid Game. I never watched it. No, neither did I. I got spoiled early oh, on. Oh, so right. I, I couldn't be bothered in the end. But yeah, I think a lot to look forward into this coming year. Any whiskies that you you want to try? I'm glad you asked. 
<laughs> I've bought myself a whiskey that was on sale recently called Writer's Tears. <laughs> I don't know whether the, these uh, little Scottish pixies have been sneaking into my room at night and taking the tears that fall out of my eyes. Because you bleep over your notebook. <laughs> yep. Or whether they've just made a whiskey with me in mind. But it is basically for me, this, this whiskey. <laughs> Are there any... <laughs> Any others that you you want you you think we should try? Or yes, try? there's one. I think it's called Gauldrons or something. It's got a really interesting bottle, like a really nice pattern on there. I'll see. I'll see if I can find the name. I quite like to try an Ardbeg at some point because I've never had an Ardbeg before. Um, I tempted to get Glenfiddich 15. Never had that before. Um, I do have a couple of bottles lined up already for the year. Um, let's have a look. Oh, Gauldron. Oh, yeah, I've seen that in the shop before. So, isn't yeah. that a pretty bottle? It looks almost like a slightly like a golden compass, doesn't it? Um, with like a sun in the middle or something. It's a spider. Oh yeah, so it is. Yeah. And then we'll have to say the audience want to recommend us any. Oh yeah, please do because I mean, I have already TV shows, films, books. Yeah. Well. Well, 2021 was an interesting year, what with another lockdown and Omicron and all that. Omicron's still going. Omicron's still going, but yeah, it, it wasn't quite as much better than 2020 as we'd hoped, but it was still interesting. Yeah. A lot happened. At least we got some sense of normality with like TV shows re-releasing. We still had many a good whiskey. Many a good whiskey. Oh, Tom, I think... As we're approaching the close to an hour and a half mark, I think we should begin to wrap it up here. Oh. Yep, yeah, let me just pour myself a little bit so we don't end the whiskey episode on empty glass. Well, Tom, somewhat enjoyable 2021. <laughs> Thank Here's you as well. Ever improving and more whiskey filled 2022. Cheers. Exactly. Cheers. And thank you for these glasses. Yeah, thank you for joining us, folks. We hope you had a good 2021 as best as you could, and we hope you have a fantastic 2022. We'll see you guys on the next episode. Bye for now. Goodbye.